you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Job's Three Friends. Job was a great man of high integrity who feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He was a rich man with many servants. His livestock included a large number of sheep, camels, oxen, and donkeys. One day, Satan went to the Lord when all of the angels were there. The Lord said, So, where have you been? Oh, walking here and there around the earth. The Lord said, Have you noticed my servant Job? There is no one else on earth like him. He has high integrity and stays away from evil. Satan said, Well, of course he does. He's found that being righteous is a good deal. You protect him and everything he owns. You bless him and give him whatever he wants. But try taking away all his possessions. Then watch what happens. He'll curse you to your face. The Lord said, We'll see. I give you permission to take everything he owns. But you cannot touch him personally. Soon afterwards, a servant ran up to Job and said, Some thugs came and took all your oxen and donkeys. They tried to kill all the servants, and only I escaped. I immediately came to tell you what happened. While he was still talking, another servant ran up and said, A huge storm blew in. Lightning struck and killed all your sheep and servants. Only I lived through it, so I ran here to tell you what happened. While he was still talking, another servant ran up. An army came and took all your camels and killed the servants. I escaped and came to tell you what happened. While he was still talking, another servant ran up. Your sons and daughters were eating together when suddenly a tornado hit the house and they all died. I'm the only one who lived through it, so I came here to tell you what happened. Job fell down with grief. He tore his clothes and shaved his head. He then bowed his head and said, I came into this world naked. I'll leave this life naked. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Praise the name of the Lord. In spite of all that happened, Job didn't sin or blame God. Once again, Satan went to the Lord when all the angels were there. The Lord said, so, where have you been? Oh, walking here and there around the earth. The Lord said, Have you noticed my servant Job? There is no one else on earth like him. He has high integrity and stays away from evil, even after I permitted you without any reason to destroy all he had. Oh, but you didn't allow me to touch his skin. A man will do anything to save his life. Hit his flesh and bones, and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said, We'll see. I give you permission to strike him, but you cannot take his life. Soon afterward, Job was covered with boils from head to toe. He sat down in ashes and took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself. His wife said, How can you go through all this and still keep your integrity? Curse God and die. He said, You're talking foolishness. I'm willing to accept whatever God gives me, good or bad. And so with all of this, Job didn't sin or blame God. Three friends of Job heard about what had happened and went to visit him. They couldn't believe their eyes when they saw him sitting there. 
They yelled and threw dust in their hair. All three sat down next to Job and didn't say anything for seven days. Finally, Job cried out, I wish I'd never been born. His friends then tried to help him understand what was happening to him. One friend explained that righteous people don't suffer like this. Only sinners do. Job agreed with him, but he didn't know of anything he had done to deserve this. His second friend was a bit more bold. He said, Job, you're a hypocrite. You need to confess your sin and then God will be merciful. Job again held to his innocence. He said, I remember seeing the righteous suffering while evildoers were prospering. His third friend was the most bold of all. He said, Job, you're a liar. You're a sinful man and deserve God's judgment. Now Job became passionate about his innocence. A young man came along with a different perspective. He wanted to encourage Job. He said, God meant this suffering to be educational. Yes, the Lord is trying to correct your sin, but he's also restoring you to righteousness. Suddenly God talked to Job. He said, My ways are far above what you can understand. My purpose for suffering is an individual matter for each person. Job, listen. I always know what is going on with you, and I'm always with you. I simply want you to come to the end of yourself and totally trust in me. The Lord then turned to Job's friends. I'm angry with you. All of your advice is false. Only Job spoke the truth. God told them to make a burnt sacrifice and ask Job to pray for them. God then restored to Job double of all that he had before. He got twice as many sheep and camels. He got twice as many oxen and, tw and twice as many donkeys. God also gave him seven more sons and three more daughters. Job lived to be an old man. He died at the age of 140 after living a full life. Job has so much to offer, and it's such a good book. And this one little story isn't really enough to cover all that's available in Job. Uh, fast forward through several topics in this commentary. First, let's read chapter 2, verse 9. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Mm, is that good advice? <laughs> Friendly fire can be as deadly as an enemy bullet. Always be mindful that attacks come from the closest of friends and family. They're the ones that can hurt if you let your guard down and forget that you are not wrestling against flesh and blood. See Ephesians 6, 12-20 on more of that. It was Peter who attempted to discourage Jesus from going to the cross, but Jesus knew the source of the attack and said, Get behind me, Satan. That's Matthew sixteen twenty three. Do the same in your heart when attacked in such a way. Keep your shield of faith held high. Good advice. Again, this is from the Evidence Bible. All right, let's read chapter 28, verse 6. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt. I encourage you to read the Bible, read the book of Job, read the whole thing. This, uh, it's a long book, but there's a lot of information in it. This particular verse points to scientific facts that you can find in the Bible. In this case, centuries after Job wrote this, Scientists began to discern the law for the rain. Quote, that, those are the words that are used in the Bible. Rainfall is part of a process called the hydraulic cycle. The sun evaporates water from the ocean. The water vapor then rises and becomes clouds. 
This water in the clouds falls back to the earth as rain and collects in streams and rivers, then makes its way back to the ocean. That process repeats itself again and again. Scientists discovered this cycle in the 17th century, but amazingly, the scriptures described it centuries before. The prophet Amos, in chapter 9, verse 6, wrote that God calls for the waters of the seas and pours them out upon the face of the earth. Scientists are just beginning to fully understand God's, quote, laws for the rain, end quote. And lastly, chapter 38, verses 1 and 2. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? The heavens break their silence, and Almighty God speaks to a mortal man. How incredible that he inspired the Bible's authors to record his words. Spoken out of a whirlwind, his words in these verses also apply to contemporary evangelism. Many sincere people preach the gospel but fail to proceed it with God's moral law. We've talked about this several times. Such preachers ignore the fact that the law brings the knowledge of sin. That's Romans 3.20. And thus the counsel of the gospel remains darkened words without knowledge to lost sinners. The preaching of the cross will be foolishness to the world as long as we fail to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and open up the divine law before we preach the gospel. All right, take notes, folks. This I want you to look at Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 21, Luke chapter 10, 25 to 37, and also chapter 18, 18 to 22 for details. Uh, this is important stuff about evangelism, and uh, do it the way Jesus did it. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.